0: You guys, it's Simon. this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Monday and tonight was Monday Night Raw. Tonight's Monday Night Raw I thought was a pretty good show. I wouldn't call it like super great or anything. But hey, as you guys see over here, Luke's back with us this week. Luke, how was your week last week and what did you think of tonight's Raw? What's going on?
1: Um, I thought Raw tonight was just okay. I thought the first part of it was productive when they announced one of the WrestleMania matches. Right. I, the rest of it I thought was just all right, nothing crazy. And as far as last week goes, I was pretty busy last week because you know, last week I had midterms and stuff. We had a bunch of finals to take, and right now I'm on spring break, so it's pretty exciting.
0: Very nice. I think here... Locally, spring break is the first week of April, so they got a couple more weeks here. But I do know there's a lot of people on spring break because uh, Universal Studios and their Super Nintendo World sold out right now. Like you can't even buy new, like buy tickets to go, which is crazy. I tried going over the weekend because I was in LA, sold out. I was like, God dang it! But regardless, with that, tonight was Monday Night Raw, and we're gonna talk all about it. But first, I want to say thank you if you're watching this. Watching us live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or watching later, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription Or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, you can head over to YouTube and become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, you want to use this code right down here, PWUnlimited at checkout. Remember, Fortnite just started a new season. Season Mega. They're Mega Season. And so if you're getting into that that Battle Pass, use the code right down there. only takes a couple of seconds to type in P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. Just go to the item shop on Fortnite. Scroll all the way down to the bottom, and it'll ask you if you have a creator code. only takes a few seconds and doesn't cost you anything extra. But with that, let me close my window, and then we'll be good to go. All right, so as far as Raw goes, the show itself kicked off with Edge coming out, like immediately opening up the show. And I thought this was a good segment, as Luke stated, productive as far as building up towards WrestleMania. Now, before we talk about that, though, there's one thing we need to talk about, how there was no Bobby Lashley on tonight's show. And we don't fully know exactly what's going on with Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania But if tonight's Raw was any indication, there should be a fear that that match may not happen. Because even though Bray has been, according to Fightful, out for a few weeks with some sort of an illness, and even though that's been the case, Bobby's still been building up this WrestleMania match. They did the Muscle Man dance video. They had Uncle Howdy come out one week. Bobby's been cutting promos, even by himself, but nothing tonight. Bobby Lashley even sent out an interesting tweet that I'm going to read right here because I thought this was very weird. Hold on. Let's read this tweet really fast. by Bobby. Because, oh, man. <clears throat> Bobby Lashley sent out a tweet earlier today that just basically stated, I've worked too hard to be denied. I will be ready to fight on the biggest stage of them all, WrestleMania. I don't care who it is. Somebody will feel the wrath of the Almighty. And that right there also makes it sound like he doesn't even think that the match with Bray is actually going to happen. So we don't know for sure if the match is off, but that was one big omission from tonight's show. No Bobby Lashley at all, which means a they're not confident that the Bray Wyatt match is going to happen. So they're not going to keep building it yet, but They don't think it's 100% off, so they're not pivoting Bobby yet. I don't know. It's very weird. Very, very weird.
1: I mean, I think if Bray can't wrestle at WrestleMania, it's something they could do. Maybe they do Bray versus Uncle Howdy. You mean Bobby? Oh,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible. We haven't seen Uncle Howdy in a match yet, so maybe it would work. I mean, I wouldn't... It'd be weird, because Uncle... I don't know. I don't think people would receive that well. Even though they haven't really received Bray and Bobby that well either, so... It's a tough one. It's, they're, they're kind of... Uh, what's the saying? They're stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That is true. Now, as far as the start of Raw does go, show opened up with Edge kicking off the show. Edge said that he's here to put an end to all these issues with the Judgment Day and Finn Balor. He said he's running out of time on his career, and he's wasted the last year of his career trying to fend off Balor and his crew. And then the year before that, he was wrestling in front of a bunch of TV screens. Edge says there's only one way to end this, and if Balor really wants a match at WrestleMania, well, he can have it. And then Balor starts to talk, and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not done, though. Me, you... WrestleMania, inside Hell in a Cell. Balor said that he's been to Hell, and Hell spit him out, because they can't hold handle his demons. Balor then accepted the challenge, and right there, him saying, Hell can't handle my demons, well, that leads me to believe that he's teasing that he's going to come in as the demon Finn Balor. But he then had Rhea, Dahmen, and Priest attack Edge, Johnny Candice, and Dexter made the save, and so forth, but... What are your thoughts on us finally getting that Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Finn Balor, but instead of at the Royal Rumble, now at WrestleMania?
1: I think it's a good move to put at Mania because this type of match I feel like would receive better at Mania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, having Finn, like, come out as the Demon. We haven't seen the Demon in a while, so I think that'll be pretty exciting.
0: I couldn't even tell you when the last time he was in the demon paint. Like, I honestly... The fiend match, SummerSlam a couple years back? Was that the last time?
1: It was in versus Roman Extreme Rules in 2021, I believe.
0: Was it? Let's see. I'm going to look it up really fast. I don't even remember that match.
2: (laughs) Alright, let's
0: see. Um... Oh, I think you are right. You got a better... Yep. You got a better memory than I do. Yep. Universal title, Extreme Rules match, Roman Reigns, Demon, Finn Balor. Correct. Yeah, but I believe that would have been the last time then.
2: So we're due for Finn to come
1: out as the Demon. Oh, yeah.
0: The one thing that I'm a little disappointed... As far as his WWE run does go with the Demon, I love when he was in New Japan. He actually, the paint was themed for different things. Like, one time he was Spider-Man, one time he was Venom. But in WWE, it's just generic. They don't want to get hit with no trademark or copyright or whatever you want to call it. So, but yeah, I loved, like, back in New Japan when he would, like, I think he did Deadpool once. And he had all these different themed paints, but not in WWE
1: can't remember the last one he had in his last match like what was that theme
0: in wwe or new japan
1: new japan because i know he had the paint in his last match in new japan
0: right um i want to say it was like venom but i'm not sure let's see
1: i think it was like a black and green paint maybe what that i'm was, looking it up prince
0: devit final new japan match um, what was this final New Japan match? Let's see. No, his opponent. Who was it? Was it Duguchi? Was...
1: Gucci, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay, this is what I thought. Prince Demet. Gucci. There we go. I think I found it. Um,. If this is it.
0: Can't tell all the pictures are from the side, so I can't like totally see what the paint is, but this one full body. It looks like, oh, here we go. Um, I don't think this one's a themed one. This one just looks like a cool design. Yeah, this one doesn't look anything specific. If these are the right photos that I'm finding. But regardless, these two will be fighting in Hell in a Cell. And he teased that he'll be the demon. So if he's the demon, do we get Brood Edge or just regular Edge?
1: <clears throat> I mean, he didn't really tease be like Brood Edge at Mania. Right. I mean, I do feel like it's there's a good chance. There's still two more, last Ross. Time. Last it time up. he was in Hell in a Cell... Was he the brood when he faced Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell?
0: Mm, I don't think so. That was the crown jewel Hell in a Cell match. Edge Rollins Hell in a Cell. That was the one. It doesn't look like it. No, he's just in regular gear.
1: I know he he was brood Edge when he faced Seth Rollins at SummerSlam.
0: Yeah had that brood, cool brood entrance and stuff, but no, the Hell in a Cell match looks like he was just regular Edge in red and yellow gear. So, Johnny Candace and Dexter coming out led to our first match of the night. It was Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio taking on the team of Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. Early on, Loomis actually out-wrestled Priest, and then he tagged in Gargano. Priest cut Gargano off with the snake eyes, though. Dominic used the three amigos, but missed the 619 to allow Gargano to make a lukewarm tag to Loomis. Dominic tried to pin Loomis with his feet on the ropes, but Candace pushed him off. Also, I think it was last week, Corey Graves tried alluding to, say, like, Candice was hurt. But she ain't hurt, because her and Rhea kind of went at it a couple of times tonight. So, good, good to see there. But Candace and Rhea had a little bit a uh, little fight on the floor. And Rhea dropped Candice face first onto the barricade. Loomis and Ripley also had a stare down. Dom then used a frog splash to get a two. And Gargano saved Loomis. Loomis then used a head and arm choke. Priest blind tagged himself in. And hit the south of heavens on Loomis to pick up the victory. So damage control does pick up the win here tonight. I mean, it was a good opening match. wasn't a great, like, super cool match or anything. I mean, it's a Dexter Loomis. What do you expect?
1: What you mean, Judgment
0: Day? Did it, what did I say?
1: Damage control.
0: Oh, I'm dumb. I saw the D for De- Damian Priest. Yeah, I'm dumb. Yep, Judgment Day.
1: I mean, <clears throat> I'm gonna be completely honest here. I didn't. I didn't really want to see their team lose because Judgment Day. Y- you obviously gotta keep Dominic strong because he's most most likely gonna be fighting Ray at Mania.
0: Oh, well, we'll get into that. For,
1: <clears throat> and for. Johnny, though, I feel like you also got to keep him strong because he's fighting of Waller at Stand and Deliver.
0: True. And they did. I like that they did mention that tonight. But I don't know. You know, I get where you're coming from. Keep him strong because of the NXT match. But him losing on the main roster and then going and do the NXT match, I don't think matters too much. Unless it was a main roster match. But I do get where you're coming from, though. I think that NXT crowd's going to be behind Johnny regardless, no matter what. He can lose 50 matches before then, and they're still going to go nuts for Johnny Gargano. Uh, so moving forward, there was a video from earlier in the day. Kathy Kelly tried to interview The Miz as he entered the building. Chad Gable interrupted, saying that he couldn't find Otis. And then all of a sudden, we heard a commotion. And we see Damage Control beating up Trish. Now there's a spot here where Lita takes Trish... And throws her into this big old, like, production case. And Trish just boom, hits that thing. And it sounds like she hits hard and doesn't really get her hands up. Well, as we saw later in the night, I'm going to pull this image up here on the screen. Trish really did smack her face on that production box. And got a gnarly knot on, like, right on her face. Let's pull this up on the screen. Um. Right on her forehead, she got a wicked. You can kind of see it here in this image. Let's pull this up. Um, as you see here, nice bump right on the forehead, because she didn't put her hands up to block it or nothing. She just boom smacked her face right on that production case. That's gotta hurt. That. She's going to look like MJF coming out of that Danielson match where he's like, yep, I'm growing a horn. But regardless, go for it.
1: I mean, that kind of stuff happens sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you forget to protect yourself and you get hurt. I mean, it happens. I don't think Bailey did anything wrong in this one. No.
0: So then we got a weird segment. This felt like WWF 1994 to 96, the the whole like oh you got the big scary guy against the popular guy and this and that and they go face to face but then nothing really happens but well, you're still supposed to be like oh my god yeah nothing happened here at all. MVP said that Brock is a talented wrestler but a terrible tactician and had made a mistake in agreeing to go against the seven foot three, four hundred sixteen pound Omos. Lesnar's music would hit as he interrupted MVP's promo, and he made his way down to the ring. Brock then got in the ring, and the crowd chanted, Holy shit. Omos then held his fist out in Brock's face and said, "That's a," And Brock said, That's a big hand, man. Omos then offered a handshake. Lesnar accepted. Then Omos refused to break the handshake. Lesnar stomped on Omos's foot. He then went for a suplex. Omos fought out and tried to go for a clothesline. Uh, over the top rope, but they kind of botched it. Lesnar eventually just dipped out. He literally eventually just walked away. Was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm done with this. Screw it." Well, this was rough. This was not good at all. Mm, yeah. I don't know. This match is. They couldn't even do the clothesline here. I, I'm so scared to see what this match actually is.
1: Segment. To me, kind of felt like 2000's Great Kali.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Kali Batista? Yep. Yeah, I can see that for sure.
2: Yeah, like
1: this match. I bet you this match will probably only be like three minutes
2: long.
0: Oh, it's not going any more than five. But yeah, I hope it's no more than three. does he move forward. Oh. Oh, what were you going to say?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, this this kind of match will, to me, will just be like, oh, I don't really want to watch it, so I'm just going to, like, grab a drink of water right. and maybe grab some food.
0: So then we had Cody Rhodes versus L.A. Knight. I really like this. I'm a big L.A. Knight fan. I've liked L.A. Knight since forever when he was Eli Drake back in the day and stuff, so I've always been a big proponent of L.A. Knight, and him and Cody tonight worked very well together. I can't remember if they've ever worked together or not. Cody versus Eli Drake. I don't Drake.
2: think
0: so. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Um, Nope. Whenever you type in Cody versus Eli Drake, because you would think, you know, they worked outside of WWE, you get Eli Drake versus Cody Hall. So, no. They've never worked together. But you would have thought, well, no. Because when Cody did his Impact stuff, it was very brief.
1: But the only thing he really did in Impact was him and Moose stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, he ended up well, what? What did they give him when they tried to turn Impact into G, uh, GFW and they gave him one of the belts or whatever? I don't know. It, like,
1: he, he gave him he gave him like the mid card title. Like, yeah. The,
0: but that show I don't remember what it was called that, Yeah, that went nowhere, and it was right back to the Impact. <laughs> That was a very weird time for that company. They tried to turn it into Global Force. Anyways. That was was
1: like the time they kept switching like networks like every few months.
0: Right. So I'm going to say right now, LA Knight can be a main eventer tomorrow and no one would complain about it. Because this guy's great. LA Knight is fan-freaking-tastic. But Rhodes took the first few minutes of this match and then got cut off with the right hand as he went for a dive. They had a good brawl on the floor, and then Cody went to the top rope. Knight hit an awkward superplex after jumping into the, onto the top rope, and Cody landed badly on his right shoulder before an ad break. Cody was then back in control after the break. He went for a delayed vertical suplex, and Knight escaped and landed a DDT. Cody then made a comeback, hitting a gold dust punch from the mat and a disaster kick as well. Cody avoided a blunt force trauma and hit a top rope springboard Cody Cutter into a crossroads to pick up the victory. Great match. I really enjoyed this. What did you think of the actual match before we get into Cody's promo?
1: Yeah, I I definitely enjoyed the match. I mean, it also had a good showing for L.A. Knight as well. Like, L.A. Knight, he's a guy that really has everything. Oh, yeah. Like, be like a world champion, WWE. I'm he's great sh- on the mic. <clears throat> Go for it in ring skills are great. He has a great gimmick. So yeah, like put the world title on him in the future. Like everybody would be pretty happy about it.
0: I'm shocked he has he wasn't in WWE. Well I'm shocked that Vince never wanted him. He looks he's a Vince guy. He's got the body. He can talk. He's got it all. You would have thought that Vince would have snatched this guy up years ago. So it's very weird how long it took him to actually finally get a run in WWE because I want to say he also go for it
1: I know he used to be like in NXT back in 2012
0: that's exactly what I was googling to double check when that was 13 to 14 2013 to
1: 14 guess what his name was back in the day for NXT was it
0: oh was it Dick Rick was that when you went by Dick Rick or no
2: I believe it was Slate Randall
0: Slate Randall, that's right. Okay. Because I remember back in the day, at one point, he went by the name Dick Rick.
1: I saw him. He was in that... He was like one of the Lumberjacks in that Lumberjack match with Seth Rollins versus Corey Graves.
0: Really? Like in NXT. Interesting. He was. Okay, that's cool.
1: Pretty su- I'm pretty sure he was, yeah.
0: So, after the match, Cody cuts a Cody Cody promo. Like a Super Cody promo. But, man, was Cody Rhodes on another freaking level here tonight. And Cody is making this match with Roman not just feel like, oh, this guy won the Royal Rumble, so he gets the main event of WrestleMania. No. This feels like a uh, just big-time WrestleMania main event that, that you know, people would want to see. Not just, ah, he won the Rumble, he gets it. No. Like, Cody is doing the work to make this match feel big time, to make this match feel like an important main event and something more than just, oh, that's what they booked. No, something that people are really like going to want to see, not just because it's what we're given. Cody cuts a promo after the match saying that uh, Mr. Heyman keeps warning him to stay out of the bloodline's business. That's not how he works, and he doesn't work for the bloodline or Mr. Heyman. And he'll fight alongside Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens, if he so chooses. Cody said that Heyman tells him not to make the issues with the bloodline personal. But this has been personal since he debuted at 21 years old. He said that he puts his suit on as a a suit of armor, not because he thinks he's somebody, but because he wants to be somebody. Cody said on April 2nd, which confirms that this match will be taking place on night two, he will end Roman Reigns' generational run. He said he grew up thinking he was a prince in this business, but he needs a crown. He said that he acknowledges Roman Reigns, but Roman better start acknowledging him. He said that he will be the first Rhodes to become an undisputed WWE Universal Champion, and he will do it at WrestleMania. Cody cut a hell of a promo here. What do you think of the promo?
1: Oh, yeah. This, I feel like maybe this... By far, best promo in this feud with Roman. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you saw this interview or not. I, believe, I can't remember who he, Cody did this interview with, but I think he said, you know, the belt he wears around his waist. The weight Harry's belt. Entrance. Yeah. But I, he said that for his weight belt, like for his WrestleMania entrance, he wants it to feature like every wrestling company that he has worked for. When he first left WWE, like
0: I did see that. He wants to like pay homage to people who gave him a chance after he left WWE.
2: The question is, like, does WWE allow that?
0: I think so.
1: I, because I, I believe there's there's definitely certain wrestling companies they would allow, but well, they really allowed, like, AEW's logo to be on well, that belt.
0: That's what I'm getting at. I don't think they're going to be logos. I think he's going to have, like, images of himself in those companies. Because if you saw his special Madison Square Garden belt, it was an image of him and, like, a crowd and stuff. Let me see if I can find it really fast. This was really cool. Um, Cody Rhodes, MSG, wait. I think it could be something similar to this. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, I think I found it. Cody, t- yeah. It's Cody T's. Here it is. Let me see. It might also be for sale on shop, but I'm not sure. Oh, come on. Come on. Let this tweet load. My
2: internet is
0: booty right now. There we go. Found it. All right. Let's pull this up on the screen. This is really cool. Like this was a really cool thing. And I I believe they're selling them because Cody had one that he was going to wear. And then he had another one that was like wrapped up as if like he took it off of the merch stand or something. Man, my internet is sucking wind right now. I'm going to pull this up on the screen. We're going to play this little video. No audio, but. He's got these weight belts here. You see, it's got his logo. It says WrestleMania over the Nightmare logo. It says Madison Square Garden. And then it's a picture of him. So I think that what this weight belt that he said he's going to have for his Mania entrance could be something similar to this and be like a collage of him from all those different companies, that's just my thinking. Because, like you were saying, I don't think WWE didn't put the AEW logo or the the Ring of Honor logo on the weight belt, but maybe the the, the collage of images.
1: I think the collage of images they would absolutely like
0: Oh yeah, I don't see why not. Moving forward, as
1: far as forward. like as far as like the logos of like every company he's worked for. I I don't think they allow that.
0: Right. Uh, Seth Rollins backstage promo next. A video recap last week's angle with Logan Paul. Rollins then said that if there's one thing we've learned in the last two years, it's that you can't keep Rollins down. Miz would then interrupt and said next week, Logan Paul will host Impulsive TV live on Monday Night Raw. Baron Corbin then interrupted and asked if Miz needed a co-host for Mania. Miz declined. Corbin then offered Rollins some boxing lessons before his big match with Logan Paul. Maybe he can teach him a thing or two. Rollins said that, yeah, I'd rather take boxing lessons from my daughter. Corbin said if he faces uh, Rollins, he's going to knock him out quicker than Paul did last week. Rollins said that he was in a fighting mood, and he accepted the challenge of Corbin later on tonight. Mizden told Corbin that if he beats Rollins, put in a good word, with Logan Paul for you to be his guest next week on Impulsive TV. But nothing really there. I mean, it just set up Rollins versus Corbin, and then we move into Bronson Reed versus Elias. Now, they were kind of the crowd itself didn't really care for this match. Am I wrong?
1: Not wrong. I yeah. feel like. Fans just don't really like Bronson Reed for some reason. I don't know why.
0: Until he jumps off that top rope. Right. And when you see the big man fly, then they go, whoa! But that's it. It's weird. This match is super short.
1: If you notice, like, like during his entrances, the crowd's just silent. Like, nobody really cares right. for this guy until he actually, like, jumps off the top rope and stuff.
0: Well, maybe that's the... F- fact of they don't know who he really is and then they see him work and he goes and then they say oh never mind I like this guy so I don't know maybe that they just need to get him out there more on television he's working every week almost at least whether it's a backstage segment to set something up like last week for this match or the match but I don't know it just feels like the crowd don't know who he is and then once they see him by the end they go oh I like that guy oh it's already over because he won super quick here. I didn't get a time on it, but he won super quick, squashed Elias, and hit him with a tsunami to pick up the win. They popped for the tsunami, but that was really it.
1: I mean, what WWE can do like to hype him up is like show some of his footage from NXT. So right? that way fans can be like, oh, this guy was in NXT. Let's go look at some of his matches.
0: Exactly. In the back, Kathy Kelly, who's outside the trainer's room, she was waiting on an update regarding Trish Stratus. Trish seemed perfectly fine other than the big knot on her head. And she said that she was feeling good and nothing to worry about. Gable then approached and was like, I can't find Otis. Becky and Lita then pushed past Kathy Kelly into the trainer's room to check on Trish. Kevin Owens had a promo. He was interviewed by Kathy Kelly. Owens said that he needed Sammy's. He, uh, Owen said he needed Sammy Zane's help against the bloodline, and now Zane is the one, or yeah, needed back before. And now Sammy's the one asking for help, and mm-mm. Sammy wouldn't help him in the past. He ain't helping Sammy now. Owen said, Look at the history. We used to fight alongside each other. Then he wouldn't help. He wanted to be against me. Why would I want to help him now? Owen's then addressed Cody Rhodes and said, Yeah, we had a chat last week but I don't want you getting involved in my stuff either. I'm going to do this tonight all by myself. He told Cody, stay out of my business and concentrate on Roman and WrestleMania. They're still doing the whole Owens wants no help from anybody. The loner boy.
2: I do feel like it has to lead to like
1: the final Raw before Mania where like yeah. Kevin Owens is getting beat up. Jamie comes out to help and then they do like the big bug and, and now it's like, all right, face you. So at WrestleMania for the tag titles.
0: Yep. It seems as like cool
1: as it would, as cool as it would be to have that match, be the main event. It's probably not going to happen.
2: Probably be Rhea and Charlotte. Now, which is fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I feel like you would get a
1: bigger pop if it was, KO and Sammy versus
0: the Usos. Especially if KO and Sammy are winning. Which
1: they most likely will.
0: Um, As we move forward, we had a backstage segment with Austin Theory and the Street Profits. This was okay. They're still kind of teasing that Montez is going to go off on his own. The video recapping everything with Theory and Cena last week. Then an altercation with Theory and the Street Profits basically led to him challenging them to matches. Ford cut a pretty good promo on Theory with great delivery. Theory then said that Asino was talking about him because he's the most important thing in WWE right now. Theory said that the Prophets were probably going to be unemployed in a couple of months. He asked which of of the two of them, Angelo Dawkins or Ford, had more fire in them and wanted to face him. He said that he would bet it would be Dawkins because Ford is just a bag of jokes. Dawkins then stepped up and challenged Theory to a match tonight. Dawkins, in theory, then walked off as Ford pondered these developments. Yeah, it's like they're still really teasing that, A, Montes Ford's going to want to go off on his own and, B, be more serious than he has been. I just don't know when that's going to be.
2: I mean, I feel like Ford would definitely be, like,
1: one of those guys where if you take him away from the tag team, have a lot of success as a singles guy, mm-hmm. especially like in the mid-card division. That would really suck for Angelo Dawkins. Though. Yeah. And that's my biggest fear. Because like, let me put heavy machinery, for example. Like when they took away Otis to be like that singles guy, they did nothing with Tucker.
0: True but I feel like they would at least try more with Dawkins than they would with Tucker. Like, they just didn't care about Tucker at all. Even when they were in the tag team, it was still always Otis, Otis, Otis. Speaking of Austin Theory versus Angelo Dawkins, that match did happen next, and, well, the crowd didn't care about this match, so they piped in crowd noise, and it was very obvious that they piped in crowd noise. So not long after the match started, they went to a commercial break. When we came back, Theory was in control. They traded some pinfall combinations, and Theory won a couple minutes later, hitting the A-Town down. Didn't really do much. Theory, at one point, did put Dawkins in the FTF to taunt Cena. And then Ford ran in and chased Theory away, setting up Theory versus Ford next week.
1: It'd be a fun match. Yeah.
0: They had a great Paul Heyman interview. Kathy Kelly interviewed Heyman, who announced that next week, bloodline's coming for Cody, and Roman will be live on the show from St. Louis. Heyman said that if Rhodes wants to acknowledge Reigns, he will give him a chance next week. He said that Rhodes will get his chance to show if he's a challenger or a problem. And if he's a problem, Reigns would love to solve that personally. Yeah, Roman will be on Raw Next Monday. No word if he's gonna excuse me. No word if he's gonna be on SmackDown Friday, but he will be on Raw next week. Remember, two Raw's left till Mania. That's it. Only two.
1: I mean, especially with only being like two Raws before Mania, you wanna get your world champion on as many shows as possible.
0: Well, like I said last week, especially on the Friday night Smackdown review, I can see maybe five, six weeks out. Okay, No Roman, whatever. But when you're less than a month out, when you're one month away from WrestleMania, Roman should be on every show, whether that is, and and he doesn't have to be on every Raw and every SmackDown, but one each week. He needs to be on a Raw every week or on a SmackDown. He needs to be on one of the two shows every single week when you're a month away. When you've got four episodes left or four weeks, I feel like Roman needs to be there one, either Monday or Friday every week. Doesn't have to be on both Monday and Friday, But I feel like to show that he cares and that this match is as important as we're led to believe it is and that Cody is trying to make it seem that Roman needs to be there at least for the last month of build, some sort of way, at least once a week. I mean, Cody's showing up on both Raw and SmackDown. Roman can't be on either of them last week. Moving forward, Rey Mysterio came out and cut a promo about the Hall of Fame that he was grateful for the honor and that the honor was not just for him but for everybody that believed in him. And then Dominic would come out. He said, "Yeah. This was weird cuz he kind of like changed his narrative from Smackdown. He said, "Yeah, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because you always put your career ahead of me and the family. You always loved being with these strangers than your own kids." Dominic said that Ray ditched his ditched him when it was his 8th grade graduation to go to Wrestlemania. Dominic said that when all of his friends this was this was dumb. When all of my friends were given Mercedes for their 16th birthday all you gave me was a BMW and it wasn't even an M series. I'm like oh. But now he's supposed to be the, the entitled rich kid that his daddy didn't give him exactly what he wanted and that's why he's mad at him. Come on. That, that now they're kind of getting a little too Dumb with it. Dominic said that Ray was a sad, sorry excuse for a father and a man. Dominic said that he was going to let Ray enjoy his Hall of Fame weekend. But he would let him enjoy it a little bit more by having a match with him. So he challenged him to a match at WrestleMania. Ray's like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you I won't fight you. No, I don't want the match. Dominic then taunted Ray and Ray walked away. Ray kind of like stopped at the top of the ramp to contemplate things and then just kept on going. How are they going to get Ray to finally agree? Dominic's challenged him every single way he can basically that I can think of. And Ray keeps saying no. So what are they going to do? Bring in, um, um, Aaliyah and be like, Hey, I'm going to beat up my sister or I'm going to let mommy beat up Aaliyah. If you don't fight me, that's the only thing I could think of that would get Ray to say Yes.
2: Ooh, maybe. Oh, this is this is awesome. Maria beats up
0: Angie. Team. Oh, okay. I I see okay, where you're ceremony. going.
1: Ceremony. Conan is inducting Ray. Dominic comes out to get the crap out of Conan. He's like, "Give me the match, or I'll like hurt him even more."
0: So you're saying and they Ray finally finally so, agrees. So you're saying they completely wait till the last minute for Ray to agree, not just like the week of, but the complete last. Thing they can even
1: do, and it would also like, kind of like bump up the ratings and stuff for like the Hall of Fame ceremony.
0: Well, it's on Peacock, so it doesn't really matter.
1: And like maybe Dominic can be like, you know what, if I win, you won't be allowed to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: It'd be an interesting stipulation. It's a, it's a very Ric Flair kind of thing where Rick went into the Hall of Fame and then fought Shawn Michaels and retired WrestleMania, so yeah. It just, this whole Ray going into the Hall of Fame, very, just took everybody by surprise. Nobody expected it.
1: I think a lot of people thought it was going to be Batista now that it was in front of a live crowd.
0: That or Great Muda, because Batista was the rumor going for like a week or two, and then... On Friday, PW Insider had reported that Great Muda was going to be announced and then it was Ray. So, yeah. It, I don't know. Now they're saying Stacy. Now they're saying Stacy Keebler is also going to go in. So, I don't know.
1: Maybe they could probably still announce Great Muda. Oh,
0: yeah. Because there are going to be multiple people. But, yeah. Remember, um, Ric Flair is announcing the next inductee on the bump Wednesday morning. They announced that during Raw.
2: I, can ask, I think if he's announced I can definitely see it being like Stacy Keebler.
0: Having Rick announce Stacy?
1: You think he would announce?
0: Well, I would say Batista, but I don't think Batista and Ray go in in the same year. Because you would I think,
1: want... I think if Batista was going in, I think he would want to be the main guy.
0: That's exactly what I was trying to allude to. Ray's going to be a headliner. Batista would also want to be a headliner. Ooh. So who would Rick announce? That's the big thing. I have no clue who Rick would announce.
2: Maybe like a tag team or
1: something. I don't know.
0: Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, that wouldn't work. He's still in. Is Arn still in? AEW? Maybe he announces Arn and Tully going in or something as a tag team, but they're already in as the four horsemen. So I don't know. Ooh, you know, it'd be a cool one. He announces Magnum TA going in. That would be He's cool. On these days. Not wrestling. I mean, you can't wrestle. That car crash ended his career. But that would be a cool one. Have Rick announce like Magnum TA or something. I don't think they would do it. We would have heard. If it was going to be Magnum TA, we probably would have heard something some rumblings, but that'd be a cool one. Okay, uh, Vicious says, The Great Muta didn't wrestle in WWE, but he wrestled in WCW. Exactly. Just like um, Fujinami's in the WWE Hall of Fame, he didn't actually technically wrestle in WWE, but when WWE did some partnership stuff with New Japan, there you go. That's why he's in the WWE Hall of Fame.
1: I think Jushin Thunder Liger is another example.
0: He did have a one WWE match. I mean, He wrestled a bunch of WCW. But remember, he took on Tyler Breeze at the takeover. Was it the the first Brooklyn yeah. takeover, I think? So, yeah. So, Kathy Kelly interviewed the Women's Tag Team Champions again, but this time with Trish. Kathy Kelly asked Trish about her injury, and she's like, damn it, control is going to get kicked in the head. That's the update. I'm like, okay, cool. This was a nothing happening, nothing thing. And they were all just mad that Trish got attacked. Why was Trish by herself in the first place?
2: Yeah. My biggest question is like, like how much longer
1: are they going to have Becky and EW tag champions?
0: Well, they didn't tease anything about them defending them before Mania. So I guess through Mania, maybe.
1: I think my guess would be maybe the night after Mania. They throw out an open challenge, and then maybe Ronda and Shayna come out.
0: Well, Meltzer said that the... And I don't know how true it is, but Meltzer said at one point, the plan was for the tag champions to possibly work both nights and still defend the titles, depending on who the champions are. So, I don't know. Moving forward, we had Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. I would kind of call this a squash... Nothing really happened. Miz was on commentary. Corbin attacked Rollins as he danced around the ring. and The crowd was singing a song. Miz called this a very annoying song. Rollins made a quick comeback and sent Corbin to the floor. Rollins then hit a dive and sent Corbin over the announce table. Rollins then threw Corbin into the Miz. Miz tried to climb into the ring for revenge. But Rollins dropped him. Rollins then used Miz as a springboard to hit a stomp on Corbin and pick up the pinfall victory. So there we go. Nothing happening. Rollins beats Corbin.
1: really gave up on Corbin
0: and that's how it usually happens they go oh we got a cool new story for Corbin and then about 2-3 months later they're just done with it
2: what they could do with Corbin right now or soon yeah. you know how,
1: how Bray did that Firefly Funhouse match with Cena he
2: mm-hmm.
1: do it with Corbin like showing up all his like, <laughs> success where he had like all the power in the world then he kind of, like, fell in the dumps.
0: That'd be funny. That'd be really funny.
1: I would definitely enjoy that. Like... Yeah. I think that would make a lot of sense if they they decide to do another, like, Firefly Funhouse match with Bray.
0: Right. So Gable's still running around the back looking for Otis, and Mustafa Ali stops him. He's like, have you seen Otis? Have you seen Otis? He's got these missing signs, and Ali starts speaking weird. He's got this new gimmick or whatever... He spoke in hashtags and told Gable to smile and be more positive. And then he finally finds Otis and he's all decked out looking like a model or as much of a model as Otis can look like. And he's doing a photo shoot or whatever. And he's like, hey, he looks at Mansoor and he's like, aren't you supposed to have a match tonight? And I guess they announced over the weekend that I didn't ever see it. Man's the maximum male models against the good brothers. Like. I saw it reported, but I never saw where WWE actually officially announced it. So I don't know. But Mansoor was like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to, but I broke a fingernail scrolling Instagram. So I'm not cosmetically cleared to compete. The match will probably happen next week. Maybe. We'll see. Gable and Maximum Male Models verbally went back and forth. Gable broke Mansoor's camera, and Massey said that Gable looked like he had some ick on him. Gable then tried to get Otis, or as they call him, Otis, to follow him, but Maxine called for him and he went with her instead of Master Gable. Gable looked very upset. So, cool. I mean, maximum models haven't been horrible. If you watch some of their like social media skits, they've been pretty funny. And adding Otis in there, Otis is great with his comedy, so... I'm all for it. I think it should be it could be a cool little side story on Raw every week. I'm not against it.
1: I mean, I feel like where they're going with this, maybe they're just trying to get rid of like Otis with Chad Gable because they probably see something as like Chad Gable as like a big singles guy. I would hope. Chad Gable Chad Gable, he's pretty good in the ring as a singles guy. So maybe oh. they're like, all right, we we see something special in Gable. The singles guys, so let's just like, try to get Otis away from him so right. he can do some singles stuff on his own.
0: I would sure hope so. Uh, going forward, we had another match. Bianca Belair this time took on uh, Chelsea Green with Carmella at ringside. Belair dominated the early goings of this match with her signature offense, including a perfect standing moonsault. Carmella used a cheap shot. With the referee distracted to allow Green to take a little bit of control after a commercial break, Belair did make a comeback with a clothesline, a dropkick, and a stalling vertical suplex. Carmella got bumped off the apron as Bianca went for a backflip press off the ropes. Green then used an inside cradle for a near fall. Belair rebounded and hit a KOD to pick up the victory and pin Chelsea Green. Carmella and Green then attacked Belair after the match, but out would come Asuka, making the save yet again. Asuka hit a high kick to Carmella and a back fist to Green. As she and Belair cleared the ring, Asuka then picked up the belt and went to hand it to Bianca and then kind of pulled it back. and was like, eh, maybe this is mine. She danced around with the belt and continued to tease Belair like I'm better than you. And then she coughed up some of the blue mist and spit it on Bianca a little bit before dropping the title and walking away. Very bizarre mind games. And the two will be teaming up next week.
1: I mean, in this case, it's like two baby faces going to fight each other for the title. So they're just bringing in like two heels that they can fight in the meantime. Yeah. Going up into this. And see Green and Carmelo. I think these are like two perfect heels that they can go up against.
0: Right. Well, speaking of next week. Roman Reigns will be appearing. Impulsive TV will, have, will happen with Logan Paul. Austin Theory will be taking on Montez Ford. Bianca Belair and Oscar will take on the team of Chelsea Green and Carmella. And supposedly, Maximum Male Models versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. So we got our main event. It's a street fight. Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa. Well, the two quickly brawl on the floor when the match starts. Sokoa sent Owens into the announce table. Owens and sent Sokoa into the steps, and the brawl continued before and after a commercial break. After the break, Owens set up a chair structure in the ring, and Solo slammed him off the top rope through the chairs. Owens regained control, and they fought through the crowd into the backstage area. They got into Gorilla, and the Usos were there waiting. They hit Owens with a double superkick and knocked him out. The bloodline then dragged Owens back into the ring. Sokoa hit him with a Samoan spike and pinned him to pick up the victory. Owens was then left laying as the bloodline celebrated on the ramp, and nobody came to help Kevin. I was shocked we didn't get no Sammy's Zayn tees, nothing. I thought maybe Sammy would start to come out, Kevin see him, and Sammy back away or something. No. I was shocked there was no Sammy whatsoever. What did you think of the match and, so- and the whole thing with nobody helping KO because he finally got what he wanted? No help
1: the match was all right maybe like in this case it can like further like soft kevin to like if you really wanted to help me so bad then why didn't you help me last week
2: mm-hmm.
1: and can maybe like get this like stuff more interesting right I feel like that's where they're going with this
0: but with that guys that's everything that we thought of regarding tonight's Monday Night Raw. Now it's time to see what you guys thought of tonight's show. And for some reason, I have lost the YouTube chat. What the heck just happened? Let me refresh that as we refresh all the polls really quickly. Um. boom, 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 boom. boom. So as far as the Twitter poll does go. 57% liked the show, 33% thought it was just all right, and 9% did not like it. As far as the YouTube community poll goes, 72% liked the show, 20% thought it was just all right, and 8% did not like it. A couple of the comments here, one says 7 out of 10, this person says, I'm not a fan of these Vince-like shows, okay, whatever, I didn't feel like it was a Vince-like show, and the person says, I liked it. As far as the YouTube community poll does go. Um, uh, 77% liked the show. 19% thought it was just all right. And 3% did not like Raw. And finally, the Twitch poll. 100% liked the show. Very good to see. But with that, that was Monday Night Raw. You got any closing thoughts on the show?
2: Um I mean, it was just
1: an all right show. My biggest question is like when do they decide to like like have Ray be like, "All right, I'll fight you, Dom. I'll fight you at Mania." Like like how do they actually do Well, it? Like, I I'm really interested to see like how that turns out.
0: I honestly really like your idea of Dominic attacking Conan during the Hall of Fame. I actually really think that's a, I think that's a fantastic idea. Like Dominic, not just Dominic though. Dominic and Damian Priest maybe are are coming out to attack, you know, um, Conan and maybe Dom lays him out and then Priest picks him up for something, and that's when Ray runs out and goes no 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 no. But I would have wait till after Ray's speech, so I would like what I, ooh ooh here we go. I'm gonna go one further on this. Conan does his induction speech or inductee speech. Ray then does his induction speech. And then Conan comes back out to like celebrate the moment with Ray. That's when Dom attacks from behind. Priest is out there as well. Maybe they knock down both Ray and Conan. And then we go from there with them threatening to beat up Conan. And Ray goes, fine. I'll give you the match if you leave him alone. So I like that. I like I that do a lot. A
1: chair spot though. Like well, yeah. Threaten Conan. to like
0: smack him with a chair or something. Yeah. With that, everything we thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Remember, we will be back on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. But hey, I'm going to be back in just a little bit right here on YouTube and over on my other Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy, simulcasting some WWE 2K23. If you haven't seen, we had some content go up throughout the day today of WWE 2K23. And now we're going to stream the game here in just a little bit. So within the next, I don't know. 30 40 minutes we should be back here live playing wwe 2k 23 i've played a little bit of it over the weekend it's really cool was well, provided a game from wwe games in 2k so we'll have to disclaim that but with that guys i want to say thank you for joining us here for monday night raw and don't go anywhere too far because i'll be back here in just a little bit playing wwe 2k 23 but luke tell them where they can find you
1: You can find me over at Twitter at PetKey underscore 21. And you can also find me at Twitch at TheLukePetKey.
0: With that, guys, have a great rest of your night. Hopefully, I see you guys back here in just a little bit. Have a good one. See you next time, guys.